Good day and welcome to another exciting podcast of Two Mics with Two Mics. Cheers. I'm Pastor Mike and I have a microphone. And I'm Pastor Michael and I also have a microphone. And as you can observe, our microphones are currently in transition. Uh, so we have these nifty old school microphones with XLR cables. So praise God on that one. <laughs> now, um, we are in our 21-day fast alongside most of the Christian world. Thank the Lord. All around the world, people are fasting. Uh, it's a great time to be alive. It's, it's great a great time. time to have the joy of the Lord, and it's a great time to seek the Lord for an answer to prayer, uh, to get closer to Him, to humble yourself. And so uh, this may Search be... Search yourself. Yes. Search me and know me, O Lord. Um, this may be one of the last podcasts that we do on prayer and fasting, because we will have a special guest towards the end of this fast, and we want to focus on uh, getting question and answers from him. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, We've we've talked about fasting for uh, vic, uh, for favor, uh, fasting for repre uh, repentance, fasting for uh, protection. Uh, today we are going to talk about one of the most important fasts that anybody of immature or mature faith, any Christian can do, which is a fast for victory. It is a powerful fast, calling mm -hmm. upon the power of God in a way um, that is astronomical. And so, uh, yeah, we want to talk about the power of a fast for victory, specifically over an enemy. So, Pastor, are there any instances in the Word of God? Well, you know, there just happens to be several. So, but the one so we want to focus on comes out of Judges 19 and 20. Mm, psycho time. And uh, buck, <laughs> buckle your seatbelts and put on your thick skin. Because this is uh, not it's a disturbing. pleasant, not it's a disturbing. pleasant story. Yes, but it things is. like this do still happen today. Yes, not they exactly do. Exactly the same, but pretty darn close. They do. They happen a lot. Yep. So in Judges nineteen, we find that there's a Levite, and he's coming from Bethlehem, Judah, with a concubine, and he gets asked to stay at a place, and he doesn't want to stay there. He wants to continues on his journey, so he comes and he lands, finds himself in the evening in a town of Gibeah, but which belonged to the tribe of Benjamin. Yep. Well, a nice man takes him in. This man has a daughter. And as they are uh, having a meal and getting to know each other and just fellowshipping, the sodomites of the city come and knock on that man's door and say, bring us out the man, your guest, your visitor, that we may know him. The priest. And, uh, and by know him, they don't mean we want his address, his Facebook account. They no, want to snuggle. They want to have <laughs> sexual, abominable yep. relations with this man. Yep. They want to rape him. And this they want to kill him. Yeah. He says that in the next chapter. And yep. so, yeah, they want to rape him. Uh, men raping men. Yep. Sick. Sounds like prison. Yeah, happens in prison. Happens in, in prison a lot. And other places, obviously. But anyway, go on. So uh, the man of the house who invited the Levite in says, look, don't do this wickedness. Uh, you know, take my daughter, take my, take this man's concubine and do with them what you want. And yeah. I don't agree with that either. But That shows the temperature of Israel at that time. Right. Hey, don't sodomize this man, but go ahead and rape my right. daughter. And the, the <laughs> key phrase that unlocks the book of Judges Gosh. is every man did that which was right in his own eyes. There was yep. no king in Israel. Yep. 
And so, uh, which is where America's headed today. Everybody doing what's right in their own eyes. And uh, abandoning the morality of God, the judgments of God, the statutes of God, the commandments of God, the Ten Commandments. I mean, look at that. We took them down in the schools, what, in the 60s? -hmm. Because the argument was they may read them and actually be affected by them. Well, no kidding. Well, now you took them out of your schools and, and you have mayhem. You have people being raped in school. You have schools yeah. being shot up. You have all, I mean, all of that. I mean, even walking away from the statutes of God, right? I right. mean, these are all valid things that you're saying, but forget that for a second. We're walking away from natural law as well. Natural law natural backs law. up the Bible. It does. And so we're walking away from natural law where they're basically saying, you know, call yourself a leopard and you're a leopard. I mean, I'd like to be a lion, but, you know. I have. I'm working on my mane. It's just Maybe not. You need it's not some fully there. Lion DNA. Oh yeah. So now anyway, let's get back to this story. We digress. And so they took the man's concubine, and they raped her all night. Yeah. Until she died. Just disturbing. And they left her dead at the door of the house. And that's what's happening right now in Israel with Hamas. FYI, there's lots of testimonies of raping until dead. Like this stuff, it does happen today with sick people. It does Sick, happen. demented, demon-possessed people. Anyway, go on. Sorry. And so in the morning when the Levite gets up, he's going to continue his journey. He opens the door. He sees the concubine, doesn't know that she's dead. Yep. And he says, up, get you on our way. You know, we nice need to guy. get going. Yeah, very yeah, nice on. guy. Every man did that, which is right in their own eyes. And so I uh, found out she was dead. Couldn't believe that this horrific act happened in Israel. I mean, you could understand it maybe in the heathen world, but no, this is happening in Israel, which reminds me of all the acts that are happening in churches. Mm. I mean, I heard one minister say, can we go, can we go eight hours without a sex scandal in the <laughs> church in America? Do you think we can possibly oh do that? Gosh. So anyway, the, the man, uh, no one seemed to care. He takes his concubine, he cuts her up into 12 pieces. After death. After death. Just to be and he's, <laughs> yes, after she's dead. And he sends the pieces to the 12 tribes of Israel. And because he wants justice mm-hmm. to be served. Well, the tribe of Benjamin takes up for uh, the, the men of Gibeah. The tribe of Benjamin would not go into war against uh, Gibeah. Yeah. And so... And the Levite rallied the other tribes against. He rallied 400,000 yeah. people. Yeah. And the, the, the Benjamites, along with the people of Gibeah, had 26,700. Because they were getting ready to wipe them out. Because wipe they were, them. But even though they were all doing what was right in their own eyes, they were getting ready to wipe them out because they said, no, this cannot stand. Going with, back with the curse and the law and saying, hey, these guys did this thing. They need to die. Can't have it. Yeah. But go ahead. And so... Uh, the people of Israel gather and they're seeking the Lord just in prayer. No fasting is being done. And they ask the Lord, who shall we send first against uh, the, the people of Gibeah? And the Lord and says, Benjamin, send yeah. Judah. Excuse me? And Benjamin. And Benjamin. Yes, yes. And the Lord says, send Judah. So the Judah goes first, the tribe of Judah. Well, the Benjamites attack them and in one day kill 22,000 of, they were skilled of the tribe of Judah. Yes, yes, they could. They had men with a sling like David. They said could hit within a hair's breadth. And those are the snipers. Those mm. are the snipers of of Israel. Like and, they were good. And so <laughs> Jude, uh, Israel comes back. They're defeated. They don't know what to do. They cry before the Lord. 
They seek his face. The next day they send out another uh, troop. That day uh, the Benjamites and the Gibeonites defeat them and 18,000 of the Israeli soldiers fall. That was day two. And so finally, finally, beginning that night and until the next evening, the Israelites not just pray, but they fast Mm -hmm. and they seek the Lord for victory. And the third day, and I'll just sum this up, when they go against the Benjamin, I mean, there's a couple of war tactics that they did that's uh, re- really cool. You can read it in Judges chapter 20. They copied Joshua. But at the, at the end of the yeah. day, 25,100 out of 26,700 of Benjam- Benjamites and Gibeonites perished. And the Lord gave victory to Israel, but it was through not just prayer, but prayer and fasting. And our point is, if there's something in your life, maybe you struggle with a spirit of depression. Maybe you struggle with uh, a spirit of infirmity. Maybe you, whatever you're struggling with. You know, the Bible says in, in Acts 10.38, Pastor Michael, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. And he, Jesus, went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil, all. for God was with him. And wouldn't, wouldn't you agree that oppression is of the devil? Well, 100%. Oppression is how the devil attacks Christians, because he can't possess, because light and darkness cannot be in the same house. But that's one thing. You've, you, Number one, you've got to come to grips with God is for you, not against you. Yep. And he wants you to obtain victory over whatever is plaguing you, whatever is keeping you in bondage, whatever is hindering you. He wants you to be victorious over that. And sometimes in order to gain that victory, you must, I say you must enter into not just prayer, but prayer and fasting, mm-hmm. put down the flesh that the spirit man can rise up stronger in the power of the Lord so your faith can be made strong. And so you will see that, number one, as opposed to the Old Testament, we don't fight for victory. Christ went to the cross. Yep. And he won the victory there. We as Christians, we don't fight for victory. We fight from victory. Mm-hmm. I hope that makes sense to you. Yes, yes. And this actually, this instance of Judges is where we get the six to six fast. Fast. It's not like we, you know, the Christian community just said, oh, I can't do all day. Let's just do six to six. Because no, they fasted till evening. Exactly right. From morning till evening. That's where we get the six to six is these guys entreating. Okay, all of Israel entreating the Lord for that day for victory over the Benjaminites. And so, yeah, we, we, we operate from a place of we have the victory, but you need to grasp that victory in your life. I heard a preacher, Bert Clendenin, he's in heaven now. All the good ones seem to be in heaven now. There's some good Minus ones a few. Left. Minus a few. Minus a few. <laughs> but Bert Clendenin made this statement regarding that we don't, we don't, well, I think I already said it, but he's the one who said, we don't fight for victory. We fight from victory. And then he said this, I don't have to win the victory in and of myself, by myself. I need to enforce the victory that Jesus Christ has already won yes. for his church, yes. for his people. 
And I'll give you another instance in the Word of God regarding victory, because it kind of it plays right into it, obviously, because of the victory aspect. But there's a whole other instance, and it's in 2 Chronicles 20. And in 2 Chronicles 20, we have King Jehoshaphat, okay? King Jehoshaphat, it says that three different nations came against him, Moab with the people of Ammon, uh, and the, oh, maybe it's two. After that, the people, yeah, the, if we're in 2 Chronicles 20, it says, it happened after this that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and others, oh no, it's others, with them besides the Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. So we're talking about them getting wiped out here, okay? Because what happens is they have a great multitude. They're overpowered. There's no way they're going to win. No physical way they're no going to win. No physical way. Numbered. And it says really fast within that chapter in uh, 23, uh, and Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all of Judah. So immediately, this is what's great about King Jehoshaphat. He sees that he's mm -hmm. overpowered. He immediately calls a fast all of Judah. And then it says that they gathered together to ask help from the Lord. And from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. So now we have fasting and we have seeking. The fast came first. He proclaimed the fast. And now people are coming all around. Here you go. In one accord, seeking the Lord. And Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court. And in verse 6, O Lord our God, he goes into an amazing prayer, basically saying, this is what you said in your word. He starts praying mm -hmm. the word of the Lord. We've, we've talked about this several That's so times. so important. But he starts praying the will of God back to God, saying, hey, you said you do this. And let, let me interject yeah, go, go here ahead, where ahead. I heard it. I listen to ministers. I listen to good ministers. And it was, I believe it was uh, John Osteen, who I first, uh, who I can take back to the first person to say this. He said, uh, faith comes where the will of God is revealed. In other words, once you find out what the will of God is, you can place all of your trust and all of your faith in that. And you'll find yep. that in the word. Yep. And so just continuing here, all Judah with their little ones, their wives, their children stood before the Lord. That's in verse 13. They, they fast, they seek the Lord, all of them in one accord. They pray the will of the Lord back to the Lord, telling mm -hmm. him and reminding him of his law, of the curses and the blessings, what will happen if they humble themselves. And they mm -hmm. did that. And immediately what happens is the spirit of the Lord came on Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of ben uh uh, Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Mataniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph in the midst of the assembly. Mm -hmm. And he tells them, you're going to have victory. The Lord is with you. And I love what happens here in verse 18. It says, Joseph bowed his head with his face to the ground and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. Mm -hmm. Nothing's changed here. They have three different nations and it's Ammon, Moab, and the people of Mount Seir. Uh, Nothing's changed. These are still gathered together, but now and they're still they got, outnumbered. They're still outnumbered. They're still looking at the physical aspects, but now they're worshiping the Lord because they heard from a prophet of the Lord that God is going to give you the victory. That's faith. Before you see it happen, you are now thanking God and worshiping him for what he is about to do, knowing he's going to do it. So then we see the next thing here. They rose early, went out in the wilderness, and basically what happens, it's real simple. They go in to the battle worshiping the Lord again. They haven't lifted a finger to fight. They haven't lifted a finger in battle. 
And we see in verse 22, as they begin to sing and praise the Lord, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. It says in the, the uh, verses to fo- that follow, um, they were confused and killed each other. They started to set against each other. They right. killed each other to the last man. Judah didn't have to lift a and finger. Part of the part of the uh, prophecy by the yep the the uh, what's his name again that prophet Jehaziel I think Jehaziel yeah he said to Jehoshaphat and the leaders and the people he said thus saith the Lord unto you be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude yep for the battle is not yours yep but God's. Which is quoted a lot, but it comes, <laughs> it comes, comes out from Joshua, it comes from here, it's repeated multiple times. So these destroy each other. These three nations, the enemies of Judah, kill each other. Judah doesn't have to lift a finger, not one man is lost. And let me tell you, just kind of going back to the vein of mm-hmm. personal victory here, I'm going to go to the next part because it's really cool, but you will get personal victory where you're not lifting a finger. Jesus did everything that he that right. needed to be done so that we can have victory, not from our own power, which is exactly what happened here. Right. But where God is so good, if God is the God of more than enough, mm-hmm. he didn't just stop there. Now, they didn't ask for anything else. They just asked for victory. They sought the Lord to basically survive. They got victory where they didn't have to lift a finger. But for the next three days, three full days, there was enough plunder where they had to go and load up Get everything that they could from these three dead nations and go and then come back and then go and then come back because God provided more than enough and more than what's asked for. Yep. When Jesus fed the 5,000, 12 baskets left over. When he fed the 4,000, seven baskets left over. When he blessed Peter for uh, letting him use his boat, such a multitude of fish, their net break, they had to call for their... Their helpers, they had to come, and, and the both, both ships were loaded down heavy, such an abundance. Our God's a God of abundance. Yep. And so it even goes further than that. God did more than not only give them victory, not only making sure nobody was killed, giving them riches from their enemies. The wealth of the wicked is laid, laid up for up the righteous. For the just. But also, it says in the last verse of that chapter that the enemies were all quiet around Jehoshaphat. So when God gives you victory over depression, over an addiction, over something that you are seeking the Lord for, he'll go above and beyond. If you're depressed, he'll give you joy. We have people in our church that literally have that testimony. I just if read you, one last night oh, yeah. to the people. Yeah, and if you are if you're, have an issue with poverty, the Lord not only will bring you out of that if you seek his face, mm-hmm. but he'll go above and beyond that and give you more than enough so that you can give and be a blessing to others. The personal victory... Is, is a fast of just absolute, it's amazing. And let, let me say this about prosperity, because yeah. we do believe in, in biblical prosperity. Biblical. Prosperity is not when all your needs are met. Mm-hmm. Prosperity is when you are so blessed by God that now he is using you to meet the needs of others. Yep. God, in, in 2 Chronicles 20, it just goes to show God will do exceedingly, abundantly, and above, beyond what you can ask or think when it comes to you seeking the Lord's face. Prayer and fasting is where this started. And then it's the last part of that verse says, according to the power that according works within you. Power. Prayer and fasting 
just, I don't know how you say it, just accelerates, accelerates that power, grows that power. Fans what the power flame is of that? faith. Power, yeah, the power of faith, the yep. power to take God at his word, the power to say, yes, I sought the Lord, I fasted, and, and he was entreated of me, and I know it, there's no doubt, the peace of God comes to you, and you know you have the victory before you ever see it, which is exactly what you said about yeah. them, that they praised the Lord before they ever even went into battle, thanking him for the victory. And they praised the Lord, and I want to point this out, because I know we got to wind this down. Yes, but we do. They praise the Lord while looking at their adversaries. So many people will not praise the Lord in faith because they haven't gotten until that note of victory see, until, until they, they see the product of their faith. You praise it's the Lord. It's easy to praise the Lord then. Oh, yeah, but you praise the Lord before you see the victory. Like, Abraham praised the Lord before he saw that. Isaac come to pass. Right. So many praised the Lord before. I mean, David praised the Lord before he was king. And they did it because, you just said it, they received. Us old-time Pentecostals, we call it a note of victory. And young-time Pentecostals that, that adopt things from the old-time Pentecostals. Call it a note of victory, Ooh. if you're wise. <laughs> So thank you again for joining us. Please, uh, if you're ever in the Lincoln area, come join us on uh, Sundays or Wednesday nights at 83rd and Pioneers Elevate Church. That's where we are at. And take us home. Yes, bro. and we do have a special guest coming in. That's why Pastor Mike's mentioning the church. We have Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. coming in. So please... Make your way over here if you're in the Midwest area. Who cares if it's snowing outside? I mean, we're in the Midwest. Right. So Kansas, Iowa, South Dakota, Colorado, come on down. If you're searching the, and seeking Missouri. the Lord for a miracle, Missouri. No, we don't want them. No, I'm kidding. Uh, we want them too. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, come seek the Lord. Uh, expect something amazing to happen. Uh, January 22nd, 23rd, and 24th at 7 p.m., uh, yeah, and we'll have him hopefully on this podcast. Mm -hmm. So uh, thank you. Like, subscribe, email us, uh, ask, A-S-K-T-W-O-M-I-K-E-S -E at gmail.com uh, if you want to email us uh, for whatever reason, if you want to tell us about your fast, if you want to tell us how God's been doing things in your life. Uh, we'd love to hear it. Yeah, we'd love to hear it. But uh, thank you. We love you. And uh, we hope this encouraged and edified you in your fast. Stay strong. We love you. Yes.